five, four, three, two, one. God's secret. What is God's secret? What is God's secret? Did you know that God kept a secret and God has secrets? Hmm, did you know that? Let's get into this. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Connecting the Dots. Welcome to my show. Welcome to the reading of a book titled God's Secret, which is which was written and authored by Marianne Manley out of San Diego, California, called God's Secret. Good book, good book. I recommend this book to a lot of believers because this station and this program is basically for believers only. That means the ones that's already been saved and you're looking for a place that you can go to understand and learn how to read the Bible the correct way. And I don't say that braggedly or being bogus or anything like that or just being bodacious about what I'm saying or, you know, but I'm just letting you know that this is the place you know, that you can learn how to rightly divide God's word, not only for myself, you know, because I'm still learning, but through other teachers that I will have on here and ministers, you know, male and female that I will have ministering God's word, you know, in the right, correct way. Now, you know, when I say ministering, I mean teaching God's words and stuff like that. I'm not putting emphasis on you know, women pastors or anything like that. No, I don't. I'm not saying that because you know, according to the Bible, there should not be women pastors or anything like that. So I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying, women are gifted teachers. They are able to teach and minister. You know, whatever like that. So I'm not getting into a debate about that. My main theme of saying this because we can get to the point. Some of us grace teachers and some of us. Um, male teachers can just put a woman in a bubble like she's not supposed to be able to minister and teach now pastoral leading the church is a whole new different ball game you know that's a whole new different teaching on that you know what the bible says about that i stand on what the bible says about that when it comes to women pastors but when it comes to women ministering and women teachers no you hands off that women are allowed to minister and teach and women are also allowed to have a little group sessions and sales and stuff like that, that's okay. You know, we're not talking about, you know, positions and stuff like that. Now, I'm not here to talk about that, but I just like to explain myself because you have some people have a problem with a woman teacher or a woman minister. I don't have a problem with that. I have an issue if they try to go above their father's being a pastor and trying to lead a church or something like that. Yes, because I lined up with the Bible with that. It's not to put a woman down, but there are positions according to the Bible, that God has positions for a man and a woman when it comes to the uh, the, the hierarchy of a pastoral uh, position or leading a church and over a man and stuff like that. Not saying that they are lower. So let me get this straight. I try to say this carefully, but I try to say it rightfully, you know, because some people put women down and most godly women understand that if they're reading the Bible correctly, it does not mean that a man is better than a woman or he knows more. But there are positions in the church for the man and the, the woman in the body of Christ, according to the teachings of the Apostle Paul. So this is what I mean. 
It's okay to listen to women ministers. It's okay to listen to women teachers and everything like that. You know, you can get a lot out of them as well. You know, just like you can a man, okay? Just like Marion Manley, a good, outstanding teacher. She's a teacher. She teaches the Bible, and you can learn a lot from her. She's not your pastor. She's just a teacher, just teaching you God's word. So I just want to get that straight. Let's let's get off that. That's why I just have to put it out there. Okay. This is connecting the dots. I like to be for real. I like to be straight up. You know, a lot of things that I talk about, you know, I will let you know when it's my opinion, and I will let you know when it's a biblical perspective. And what's more important, an opinion on a or Bible perspective? The Bible don't give opinions. They only gives you facts. You know, the Bible only gives you facts. It gives you a certain way that you should walk or a certain thing that you should do or a certain things you should say or etc stuff like that okay so the bible is more important than my opinion or anybody's opinion i don't care who you are i hear a lot of opinions and a lot of people saying different things about the bible but does it line up with the bible does it line up with the king king james bible you know i know a lot of people against the king james they have other translations that's okay but i'm just talking about when you listen to my program on connecting the dots or body of christ real talk you know that i don't make a big issue about that but i let you know the majority of what you're going to hear on my programs will be out of the king james bible you can use any translation that you like you know but i'm the king james bible i'm also going to have a study on why i choose the king james and i think the king james is the preserved word of god over any other translation even over the other translation that i like is the living bible you know and i don't use the living bible as a study bible just for a more layman parallel type of bible because it has many errors in it itself but it's a little better than a lot of other translations out there but that's my opinion i'm not here to argue about that you know okay so why am i saying all this Reason being, we need to be true Bible studiers. When you study the Bible, you wouldn't have no problem reading the Bible. Let me say that again. Learning how to study the Bible will open the door of what you are reading when you read the Bible. Many people read sections, they read verses, they, they take scriptures out of the Bible, they use it as devotionals, etc., and different things like that. Excuse me, my sinus. I have bad sinus. So you hear me making those crazy noises. But what we must understand, and I have learned it over the, over the last few years by learning how to rightly divide it and been taught by different ministers and teachers, male and female. I have learned how to rightly divide God's word. Okay? And what we have to understand is if it's God's word, and it's rightly divided. Whether you are male or female, if you're rightly dividing God's word out of the King James Bible, you will have no other choice but to follow and come to, to the conclusion of what the Bible says about different doctrines or the way we should live or different positions in the Bible for the male and the female. You follow me on that? So any woman of God or any man of God is going to always, not 
not well, I'm gonna not gonna say always, but often try to follow the mandate of what God's word is saying. Okay, mainly out of the King James Bible. Okay, I'm going somewhere with this because I'm going to get into the reason why Mary and Manly wrote this book. And the reason I'm going to get into this, I don't want people looking at her as a female. Look at her as a teacher. Because remember, in the body of Christ, there's not male and there's not female. Okay? In the body of Christ, there's not male or female. It's just God's word. So look at it, look at it as her teaching God's word. I'm bringing this all up because you might have some people that have some issues with this. Take your issues somewhere else. Don't, don't take it here. Take your issues somewhere else. Don't bring it here to this show, Connecting the Dots, okay? If you have issues with not only a, a woman teacher, but any type of other teacher that you feel is not right, okay? Black, white, fat, skinny, whatever. People have issues with different people because of disagreements or something like that. But if you if you have an issue with that, do not listen to this program because if you're teaching the God's word, rightly divided, dispensationally I don't care if you're male or female long as you know your position and know and you're not trying to dogmatically overplay God's word and you have some type of understanding what your place is in the word of God whether you're male or female okay you understand what I'm saying if you have a a, a pop, if you don't have any issues with that I'm willing to listen to you and I will learn from you remember Stop this, everybody. There's too many grace teachers going against each other because of this, because of that, because of this, because this woman teacher, this. You getting a teacher, a woman teacher mixed up with a woman pastor. Don't get those confused. Don't get, don't get that twisted. A woman can teach. God used women in the Bible. God has a position for a woman. And we know if you are a word of God, reader and you follow the teachings of the word of God if you have an issue with a woman teaching now I can see if you had a woman an issue with a woman pastoring I have issues with that because that's not biblically and the teachings of Paul I have an issue with that myself but if you have an issue with women teaching then you have an issue because it's okay for a woman to teach because she's teaching out of the word of God. It's okay for her to teach a man out of the word of God. They don't give her authority over man, but they, the authority is the word of God. See, we need to understand the difference. I know I'm going a long way with this because I, I just felt this within my spirit to just bring this up because it might be some people out there, and I hear a lot of teachers that's really really puts a woman low. They really put a woman down. I mean, I hear a lot of ministers. I, didn't, I don't hear from a lot of grace teachers as much, but I hear from a lot of denominational teachers, and, you know, how they put women down and women should be doing this because they look at it in a way like a woman shouldn't be doing nothing. Just keep her mouth shut. They misquote that. And they, you know, it's different things that I see a lot of ministers misquoting. So I'm out of ignorance. I'm just like that dominating, dominating spirit about themselves, which is not of God. Okay. Okay, let me let me get to what I want to get to. Marion Manley is an outstanding Bible teacher. You can learn a lot from her books, okay? And her teachers is okay. She's an outstanding teacher. She's a woman of God. She is my sister, okay? If you have any issues, and I'm not saying nobody never commented and said they did, but if you have any issues with her teaching you 
you know, how to study the Bible. You have the issue. It's not her. It's you. Okay. That's all I have to say. All right. God's secret. God has a secret. Okay. Now, I've been reading this book over the last 35 segments. The last 35 segments. Okay. And uh, for the newbies that's tuning in and just tuning in, I'm reading out. This is Connecting the Dots. I, I teach people and others, you know, that I have on my program how to learn learn how to study God's word rightly divided. You probably never heard that term before or you heard it. It's been used loosely. But what we do on this program, we ask the other teachers I have on this program, it's not all about me, you know, male and female. We teach you how to understand and learn God's word rightly divided. Okay, rightly divided, all right? That's what we do here on this show, Body I mean, I'm going to say Body of Christ, real talk. But that's my other transparent show. This is Connecting the Dots, Connecting the Dots, Connecting the Dots. Not Body of Christ, real talk, okay? All right, let's 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 get into this. Let's finish up. We're now at the conclusion of this book that's written by Marion Mary Manley out of San Diego, California. And the, the name of her book is called God's Secret, okay? Now, she's going to break down the two differences between the programs, you know, and I'm just going to go ahead and read it and let her go from there. Give me about 15 more minutes and I'm going to be reading and I want you to pay attention and write some things down and write some notes because it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff in here that you can learn out of this book from her. So I want you to get your pen and pencil ready. OK, out of this and everything. OK, let's go. God's secret. God says different things to different people at different times. This is very important. Listen to this. God says different things to different people at different times. God wrote one thing for the people of Israel, and he wrote another thing for us, the members of the body of Christ. Listen to this carefully. God wrote one thing. Oh, tablet, stop it, stop it. God wrote one. My tablet keep blacking out. Not every time I try to read it, it blackens out. Okay, God wrote one thing for the people of Israel, and he wrote another thing for us, the members of the body of Christ. Two different programs. His goal is to save souls and have fellowship with them. That's always been God's goal, to fellowship with his creation. Once I understood the difference, now this is Marianne Manning, this is not a, not me talking, this is her, you know, her history and her experience of rightly dividing once I understood the different message to Paul, the mystery of the formation of the body of Christ to inhabit the heavenly places, I had to, under, I had to unlearn many wrong things which I had learned. <laughs> this is, wow. The reason I'm left because I can understand that I had, she said she had to unlearn. What do you mean by unlearn? Okay, this is what she meant. This is what I believe that she meant because it, anybody that learned have the rightly divide God's word or even heard of the term dispensation and they had the real red pilled. Remember I talked about being red pilled. I don't have to go through that again what I mean by being red pilled. You have to unlearn the wrongs that you was taught. That's what she means. She had to unlearn the many wrong things that she was taught 
and maybe a denominational church. I'm not sure what church you was in, but I can speak for myself. It was a denominational church. All the things I had to unlearn. What do you mean by unlearn? I had to get rid of all the junk that I have learned that I thought was true by me being taught and the church that I grew up in or the, or the churches, plural, that I, you know, that I was fellowshipping in. I grew up in a church, grew up spiritually in the church of God in Christ, okay? That's the church I grew up in, spiritually, in the church of God in Christ. So I learned a lot of things, and I, and I really believe a lot of my pastors were ignorant in their teachings because they was teaching us what they was taught. They was teaching us what they was taught, you know. So I believe, you know, that's, that's what I believe she meant. Yeah, it was a lot of things she had learned or you know, she had to unlearn. Remember, I, I put emphasis on this, and I talk about this on the uh, body of Christ, real talk as well. Majority of us, if we are honest with ourselves, the majority of us learned what we learned about the Bible by somebody else teaching and telling us this was the Bible was saying, or this, or they gave us their interpretation or eisegesis or what the Bible was saying. So a lot of us learn how to read the Bible, basically of how we was taught how to read it, if we're honest with ourselves. I'm not saying everybody, but I believe the majority of us was taught that way. I know I was, and maybe Marianne too, but I can speak for myself. I know I was. I read the Bible, but I was reading the Bible in a way that I was told. I was interpreting the Bible the way that I was taught how to interpret it or what it was saying. I didn't know nothing about, you know, eisegesis or context and nothing like that. You know, I was just told this is what this meant. This is who this is talking about. I was taught that most of everything in the Bible was for me, was for me, you know. And I'm sure Marion and a lot of you can relate to that. I, the majority of the Bible I have, the majority of the stuff or the things that I have learned out of the Bible, I thought it was for me because I was taught that way. Okay, let me keep going. All right. Quoting. It's not enough to be biblical because it is equally important to be dispensational. Let me read that again. It is not enough to be biblical because it is equally important to be dispensational. Remember what dispensation means. You know, it's different administrations. It's different times that God does talk to different people in different ways in the Bible. Okay. To know what is said, who is speaking, to whom he is speaking, when, and what are the prevailing circumstances, the context. Now, remember earlier, I said this is, is the conclusion of God's secret. There's nothing else. That's, this is the conclusion. But what I'm reading now is the afterword. It's the reason why Marianne Manley wrote this book. It's the reason why I do what I do is to explain, is to explain that there are is two programs. There was two programs, the Kingdom of Heaven program and the Body of Christ. That's the confusion in the church or the so-called church today. That's why you have so many different type of denominations. That's why you even have some type of occults that think they are part of the church. I'm not going to get into that, but you have you have some occults out there, occults out there that think they're part of the church. They don't even know they're dabbling into that, that evil spirit realm. But you have a lot of misinformation and denominations and you got a lot of occult information that's been bamboozled by Satan and a lot of these denominational churches. They don't even know it. So let me continue to read. Okay. God had a secret which he revealed to Paul, the apostle of the Gentiles. Okay. The secret is no longer a secret.
Paul revealed the secret to all. Remember, that secret is translated in the Bible, mystery. Mystery is, is, means secret. King James Bible used mystery. Paul revealed the secret to all. Now, Satan knows that God had kept hidden the fact that Christ would be the Savior for all and would form a new agency to fill the heavenly places. Let me read this again. This is a quote from Marion. Now, Satan knows that God had kept hidden the fact that Christ would be the Savior for all and would form a new agency to fill the heavenly places. Excuse me, let me sit this tablet up because my eyes are bad and I have a hard time reading. So if I sit it up, I can read it better. Okay, that's much better for these cockad eyes of man. I be seeing things that's just not fair. <laughs> People with bad eyes can relate. Okay, Satan is not happy. And Paul's epistles, epistles means letters, Satan's demise is clearly found. Not only did the God of this world, little g, Satan, God of this world, little g, God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, lose the earth. But when Paul revealed the mystery, which is the secret, the prince of the power of the air, you find that term in Ephesians 2 and 2. The prince of the power of the air also means the God of this world, little g. You find that quoted in Ephesians 2 and 2. When, <coughs> excuse me, not only did Paul, did the God of this world in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 lose the earth, but when Paul revealed the mystery, the prince of the power of the air, which you can find that verse in Ephesians 2 and 2, about the prince of the power of the air in Ephesians 2 and 2, realized, realized that he had lost the heavenly places also. God won by simply keeping a secret. Continue reading. God, allowed, I don't need to elaborate on that. I've done that many times. God allowed fallen mankind to have free will and redeemed them while he remained just. He overcame his adversary, not with power or might, but with his incredible wisdom. Well, we serve an awesome God. God is all wise. Christ is the foundation of the kingdom on earth. But believers. Christ is the foundation of the kingdom on earth believers according to prophecy. The kingdom on earth believers according to prophecy. Okay, that's the earthly kingdom. That's for Israel. And the body of Christ believers according to mystery. Okay, he is the king, the possessor of heaven and earth. Remember, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Everything was dealt with about earth. Following all through the Bible until you got through the Apostle Paul, most of everything was about the earth. If you follow that Bible and you read that through the Bible, you will understand everything was about the earth. When, after the beginning of the heaven and earth, Genesis 1 and 1. Okay? <clears throat> he is the king, the possessor of heaven and earth, and he will populate both places with true believers that love him. Believers in both places. You have the believers in the heavenly places, which is the church today, the body of Christ, and you have the believers that will be on the earth, dwelling on the earth in the millennium kingdom and also in the fullness of times. That would be Israel, okay? And, and the Gentile nations, the saved Gentile nations of the kingdom program. Okay, God's exact word testified of his genius. In the Bible, he ties up all the loose ends. God is omniscient. Therefore, his word is like a finely woven tapestry from beginning to end. Now, this is not her quote. She's quoting from another uh, outstanding teacher called C.R. Stam. His name is C.R. Stam. I got a book of his, a good teacher. He's a good teacher as well, C.R. Stam. So she's quoting from his book. All right. The basic division of the Bible is prophecy, mystery, 
prophecy. Remember, I mentioned that before. Prophecy means foretelling. foretelling. Mystery means it was hidden. It's a secret. Everything hinges on the true word of God. The King James Version. The basic divisions of the Bible are laid out in the order of the books of the Bible. Listen to this closely. All the Bible is truth. The key is to rightly divide truth from truth. Okay, 2 Timothy 2 and 15 say rightly dividing the word of God is dividing the, I'm going to quote this, 2 Timothy for the ones that don't know what she means when she says 2 Timothy, so I'm going to read it out because I know about her. 2 Timothy is studied to show thyself approved, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now there's different Areas I like to call the gray areas that people might interpret this, but you have to read all of First Timothy and Second Timothy to get to this understanding. You just can't pull this verse out and get the meaning out of it. You got to understand why Paul broke this down to Timothy to do this because what was going on then with the false teaching and people thought that the uh, the, uh, the resurrection was happening then was this all type of different type mixed up teaching between the law and grace Paul's teaching and the 12 apostles teaching so it was kind of a confusion but if you rephrase in 2 Timothy in context you will come down to understand what this verse 2 Timothy 2 and 15 means that's why I say context is very important you just can't pull a verse out. You got to read the context to understand. You can't wear this verse out without understanding the whole book of First Timothy and Second Timothy. Okay, that rightly dividing means rightly dividing truth from truth, not truth from error in the Bible or truth from some other teachings that's out there. It's the Bible and the Bible. You are trying to rightly divide truth from truth, the law from grace prophecy from mystery. Now the Bible's not saying that, but you can get an idea what's going on of rightly dividing words of truth by reading the context of first and second Timothy. Okay? Continue reading. The word of God is divided into time past, which you can find in Ephesians 2, 11 to 12. Write these verses down, please. The word of God is divided in time past. That's time past. Now, time past is from Genesis on down to the law, which starts in Exodus 19 to Exodus 24, the law of Moses, and so on. Time past, Ephesians 2, 11 to 12. But now, now, but now means what's going on now. Even after the teachings of the Apostle Paul, it's called a but now. Why? Because a change came into the Gospels. You can find this in Ephesians 2 and 13. So when you hear the but now, but now means there's a change now, the new creation, the body of Christ. That's what but now means. You can find but now also in Ephesians 2 and 13. And the ages to come. What is the ages to come? The ages to come is the future, the tribulation period. What's going to happen after the tribulation period, the millennial reign of Christ for Israel and the fullness of time. Now all the ages to come has nothing to do with the body of Christ. Okay, remember the ages to come and time past. Time past, Ephesians 2 and 11 and 12, and ages to come. Okay, go on this tablet again. And Ephesians <coughs> 2 and 7 has to do with Israel's program, the kingdom of heaven program. Let me say that one more time so I can get in your head, so I can get in your heart. Time past which is Ephesians 2, 11 and 12. Now, this is me giving you history. This is not her spending out of her book. I'm just giving you a breakdown myself of history of what's going on so you can get a better understanding. It can lighten up things for you. Time passed, Ephesians 2, 11 and 12. Ages to come, Ephesians 2 and 7, 2 and 7 goes together. Okay? Time passed and ages to come. It's a full format for Israel. 
It's that's that's the Israel program. That's the Kingdom of Heaven program. That's the Earthly Kingdom program. Get this in your head. Get this in your head. Remember, picture this: time past and ages to come are all Israel. But when it comes to the but now, Ephesians two and thirteen, that's for the church today. Has nothing to do with time past or ages to come. I hope I can get that through right there. Okay. Continue reading. God spoke to the kingdom on earth believers by prophets. Read this again. Listen to this again. God spoke to the kingdom on earth believers by prophets since the world began. Prophets was proclaiming the coming of Jesus, the becoming of the millennium kingdom, and different things all the way through the prophets. The prophets was prophets. Who are the prophets? Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, the minor prophets, uh, Malachi, um, you know, Hezekiah, all those from the major and the minor prophets. Now, the minor prophets does not mean that they were lower prophets. It just means that some of their books were shorter. That's all the Bible means in the King James when it says minor prophets, when people use that term, the minor prophets. The major prophets is mostly Isaiah. Now, this is me trying to give you a history of teaching. Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Daniel, those was mainly the major prophets prophesying the coming Messiah, their king for Israel, Jesus, the coming millennium kingdom, the reign. You can find so much information. That's why I said Jesus is all through the Bible from Genesis on down. Named the branch, named the root. It's all kind of ways that Jesus' name, you know, that's he's prophesied all through the Bible. All that was prophesied since the world began. Luke 1 and 70 will break that down itself. Luke 1 and 70 since the world began, okay? So remember that. All that was prophesied about Jesus coming, the earth and the kingdom was foretold. People, the, the, the prophets knew about that. Israel knew about that. Excuse a lot of noise you were here. I'm not in a secluded room, so you hear a lot of noise and ambulance and stuff and going back. Hope it's not too much of a distraction. Okay, continuing. Paul gave Paul a mystery. Mystery meaning secret, which was kept secret since the world began. You can find that in Romans 16, 25. Now, what's the difference? One was prophesied. Jesus coming. Jesus' millennial reign, the kingdom of heaven program for Israel was prophesied. It was told. It was pre. It was foretold since the world began. The mystery program was never told. It was kept secret and Paul. So it was hidden since the world began. And it was only revealed to the Apostle Paul. Okay. All right. You find that in Romans 16 and 25. In Romans 6, 25, the Bible can interpret itself if you let it. For the body of Christ, the kingdom of heaven believers. Now, read this again. For the body of Christ and the kingdom of heaven believers. You have the body of Christ and you have the kingdom of heaven believers. The body of Christ is for the heavenly places. We are the body of Christ. After the Apostle Paul will be in the heavenly places, the kingdom of heaven believers will be here on the new earth. It will be here on the uh, millennium kingdom and the new earth. From the beginning, God had a plan for both the heaven and the earth. You'll find it in Genesis 1 and 1, like I explained earlier. The Paul said, in the beginning was the heaven and the earth. Everything always been about the heaven and the earth. But it's always been more emphasis on the earth than it did the heaven until the Apostle Paul. Paul explains the heavenly places more than anybody in the Bible. The heavenly places. 
you you hear nitpicks of the formation or the glory of God and the things that surround God. But Paul breaks down the heavenly places and the body of Christ more than anybody in the Bible. Why? Because it was only revealed to him, and then he revealed to the other apostles that was around him. There was other apostles besides Peter and the twelve, but I'm not going to get into that now. You can find that. All right, the people of Israel walked by sight. Okay, what do they mean by that? First Corinthians 1 and 22. I'm breaking down what she means. The people of Israel walk by sight. They walk by signs and wonders. Miracles, signs, wonders, angels doing a lot of miraculous things. That was Israel. Even in the times of Moses, God said, I'm going to do this and do this and prove that I am your God and stuff like that. It was always by sight. Israel always looked for signs and wonders and miracles. It was Israel, okay? Kingdom of Heaven program, the wilderness. Okay, 1 Corinthians 1 and 22. That's a quote for that. 1 Corinthians 1 and 22. But listen to this. But the members of the body of Christ walk by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. You read 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, you will get a breakdown of that. I don't have time for that now because of time restraints. You will have a breakdown of that. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 tells you the body of Christ walk, Christ walk by faith. One walk by signs. Who is that? That's the Israel's program. Walk by sign, sight, signs, miracles, and wonders. Because they was taught to look for that. Okay? They was taught to look for that. Not the Gentiles. Not the body of Christ. We was never under a covenant. But the body of Christ walked by faith. You can find that in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Okay? We have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I mean, our spiritual blessings is, heaven, is future and the heavenly places. You'll find that in Ephesians 1 and 3. We have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, which could be found in Ephesians 1 and 3 for the body of Christ, the church for the day. Okay, let's do this again with this tablet. Christ crucified and risen again is the major foundation for both groups of people. Very important. Let's, let's listen to this. Other people have died on a cruel cross. Okay. Let me I got mixed up here. Let's go back here. Died on a cruel cross, but only the Lord Jesus Christ resurrected. Jesus is God. Salvation is 100% God and 0% man. Now, this is the appendix. Always, always remember where you are in God's plan. The dispensation of grace. You can find it in Ephesians 3 and 2. Write these down, Ephesians 3 and 2. And what God is doing now, forming the body of Christ. Then she has a picture right here, uh, which is saying, are you confused? Beautiful pictures and photos she has right there. <laughs> different photos. This breaks down a different modern version. Some of them are not going to get into that. Uh, why she has such a problem with these modern versions. And uh, she breaks that down. What I mean by modern versions and stuff like that, you know. Now, I'm going to conclude with this. She's going to break down her reason. This is not my reason. You know, this is her reason why she used the King James Bible. This is Marianne Manley's reason, and we need to take heed to this. This is her reason why she used the King James Bible, okay? I'm going to conclude with this. There are several reasons why I use the King James Bible. If you are new to the King James Bible, I hope that you will allow me to get you excited about putting out the extra effort it takes to get used to the, this Bible. Many people have urged me to use other versions of the Bible, such as the, the New King James Version, the ESV, the NS the NASB or the NIV. NIV. Those are the acronyms of those Bibles. Some of you probably know what they mean. I agree that it is possible for God to use these easy-to-read modern Bible versions to save a soul. Now, because I say the King James is the best Bible and I think it's preserved by God, and what she's saying, you know, don't get 
been out of shape if you have those Bibles, because God can use these Bibles to get people saved, okay, to get them saved. You know, we'll not get the full doctrine out of these Bibles, but they, they still can be used for uh, people to get saved. God can use these Bibles to get you saved, you know. Okay, let me continue reading. But God wants us also to come into the knowledge of the truth, which is First Timothy 2 and 4. Easier and popular is not always better. That is so true because it's so much easier to read and more popular doesn't mean it's the best Bible, okay. That's in any type of literature. I have come to understand that it's not only a matter of simply talking, taking out of these and thou's. A lot of people that get me confused still sometimes when I used to read the King James. These and thou's and winces. What do they mean? But also that the changes of the modern Bible versions are both textual and doctrinal. Okay, I hope you realize that I have your best interest in mind and that I am only trying to bless you. Now, according to what Mary and Manly are saying to us, after reading my reasons for using the King James Version of the Bible, I hope that you will understand its benefits and welcome the challenge. I agree with that. Please stop running from the King James, that you will apply yourself to enjoying it. Here are some of the reasons. The King James Bible cuts me to the heart and convinces my soul like no other Bible does. Try it for yourself. Take any passage of scripture and read it in various Bible translations. Which one speaks to you? That is so true. The King James, in my opinion, I think is really meant that way, speaks to your heart and convince you more than any other translation. No other Bible convince you. And I, I, I really believe that than the King James Bible than any other translation. Although the original autographs no longer exist. Listen to this. God has preserved his word perfectly by exact copies of the originals. I believe that the KJB is the precise 100% accurate word of God. I believe God has kept his promise and preserved his word. I believe, this is saying her, Marion saying, I believe that he oversaw every step of the preservation of his word from the inspiration of holy men moved by the Holy Spirit to write it to the collection translation by 47 men who had the Holy Ghost in them to the printing and publication. Okay, now I'm going to start right there. The Old Testament in the 1611 King James Bible is based on the Hebrew Mosaic text manuscripts carefully copied by hand by the Jewish scribes using strict rules to help prevent errors and departures from the original autographs. All right, as small as small part of the Bible is Aramaic and it, as such as portions of the book of Daniel. Okay, she breaks it down, the, the teaching and the study of the King James. I'm not finna get into that now. If you want to know more about how to study the King James, uh, how did the King James Bible originate and the, the, the differences between the King James and the other translations, some of us okay, some of them just plain out wicked. Find out why did these people write these uh, other translations. You'd probably be shocked to see what was their motive for writing these and what they didn't believe in. You know, a lot of times it wasn't even Christians anyway. So we're not going to get into that now. This was the conclusion. If you want to know more about the King James Bible, there's many people, there's many people I can uh, send links to and other studies that would break down the King James Version. I would do a teaching on that myself. I would use transcripts or I would use other, you know, authors to teach on that as well. Okay. I hope you got something out of this book. This was the end. I didn't go through all her breakdown of the King James Bible. You can also look up that yourself, the, the rich, uh, how the King James Bible originated. But I will do a teaching on myself why I think the King James Bible is the Bible of today. If you have a translation, that's okay. God can say it through any Bible. But it's a lot of these Bibles that's just 
they just water down the deity of Jesus and the deity of God. I just don't like that. It's not good. Some of them just plain are wicked. Not all, but some just plain are wicked. You know, I'm not going to get into that now. All right. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots with the conclusion of God's Secret by Marianne Manley. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of this. I recommend that you look for her book on Amazon, God's Secret by Marianne Manley, God's Secret by Marianne Manley. And I conclude with this. Salvation is the number one key. Being saved. How do you be saved? By believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Believing that and receiving is the power for your spirit to be resurrected or your power, your spirit to be renewed or made alive. Quicken, as the King James says, quicken. Believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved today. Receive that today and you will be saved. God bless you. I love you. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots with a conclusion on reading out of God's Secret by Mary and Mary. I hope you enjoyed it. I recommend you to get her book. Stay tuned for some other Bible teachings that I will be doing myself. God bless you all. Love you all. Peace out.